gentlemen, welcome back to the Being Husband Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan West, bringing you guys another episode here, telling you all, as always, thank you so much for being a part of the work that it is we're doing. If you've listened to us for any length of time, then you understand that it is a tall order to be a man of one's household. But guys, if there was ever a time that we needed strong leaders in our communities, present fathers to our children, and loving husbands to our wives, it's today. Wouldn't you all agree? With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and jump into today's episode here. I'm bringing it to you live on this Labor Day in my car on my way home from working out at the gym. I'd like to tell you guys in advance, I apologize for the audio quality. I know that it's not Uh, The typical way that we do things, normally I'm recording in my apartment with a microphone and studio set up, but sometimes life requires me to be mobile, and that's just the long and short of it. So I'm going to do better, going to try to, but I think you guys can hang in there. I think you guys can handle it. You all let me know if you can't, we'll figure it out. But with that being said, today's episode title is, is entitled, Have You Considered the Ant? Have You Considered the Ant? And so... Why are you having this conversation, Jonathan? What, I mean, you're always hitting us with something random. That's probably what you're thinking right now. And you're not wrong. Sometimes I am random. But this is relevant. And this is relevant on a lot of levels. But I'm going to discuss one particular level today. So Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. It is a teaching that a father is giving his son. That's pretty much what the book of Proverbs is. It's, it's multiple it's multiple people that have written in Proverbs, but this particular one is a son, or sorry, a father talking to his son. And he's telling of a parable about the ant. And in that verse six through eight, I won't read it for you, but I'll give you the gist of it. The gist of it is an ant, while it can, works and lays up for itself provisions for a later date. That's it. What does that mean? Is that just related to saving money? Is that just related to uh, yard work? I mean, what, what are we talking about here? Well, what it's talking about is making sure that you have the mindset that things will not always be as they are. If you're anything like me, and this is more verse for me than it is for you, probably. If you're anything like me, though, you are an eternal optimist. And when I say that, let me define what I mean. What I mean when I say an eternal optimist is I believe, if I'm not careful, that everything will continue to go as planned and even better as planned. That this podcast will reach millions by tomorrow. That I'll never have to worry about a financial crisis in my family. That I'll never have to worry about a medical crisis in my family. That I'll never have to worry about you name the tragedy. I tend to think that things will always go either status quo or better than what they are now. But the fact is, if you guys have lived any length of time, you understand that when bad things happen, they are unexpected more often than not. And so us as as leaders of the house, what is our role when those things happen? Well, we have to be of a mindset of proactive preparation. We have to be preparing ourselves for when those things happen, both spiritually, financially, you name it. We've got to be in a position 
where we are able to survive and able to move forward. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Here's here's what I'm going to tell you guys. Personally, right now, we're getting ready for a house. So I'm so focused on house stuff, saving money, earning more money, all that other kind of stuff. I'm super focused on that. So if we had a tragedy happen right now, I'd really have to move some things around. I would because a lot of my time and energy and resources has been devoted to that right now. But it shouldn't be that way. I should be I should be preparing for the inevitable. So I intend on doing that, but but I want to explain to you guys how I intend to do those things moving forward. I want to adopt this into my life because a lot of times I'll look at guys that are preppers, okay? And and this is this is what this is going to sound like when when you first hear it. You guys are going to think Jonathan's preparing for, you know, the zombie apocalypse or he's preparing for a government takeover. They're going to take away all our guns, you know, whatever the case is. And there might be a case for that. <laughs> that might be an actual reason to prepare. However, what's more likely to happen, what's more likely to occur in my life and in yours is an unforeseen circumstance, is my wife losing her job, me losing my job, me becoming injured, house catching on fire, brand new house we're just building, catching on fire, some death in the family. Those things are far more likely to happen. And the thing is, are you and I prepared for those things to happen? First and foremost, do we have enough faith in God that he has given us the tools we need to move forward and to lead our family forward? Has he given us tools to hedge against those things? And I believe he has. And so I'm going to tell you guys what I'm going to be working on, and I hope that you all will apply it to your own lives. So the first thing that I'm going to be doing is I'm going to react to situations. I'm not going to react, sorry. I'm not going to react to situations. I want to be proactive in different circumstances. What do you mean by that, Jonathan? How do we get proactive about something we don't even know is coming? Well, here's one strategy that I have. So let's say, I'm going to give you a scenario first and I'll give you the strategy. Let's say I lose my job and we only have to rely on my wife's income for a while until I find new work. Well, how long is it going to take for me to find new work? It's probably going to take somewhere between two weeks to, you know, 30, 40, 60 days, something like that. Most onboarding processes or most interview processes take about a month. So Am I prepared to go a month without a paycheck? If the answer is no, how do I get to a place where we can be? Well, what are the basic things that your money or her money or whosoever money, what are the basic things that those things cover? Food, shelter, okay? And so how will I prepare for food? Well, one thing that I learned from a couple of different podcasts that I used to listen to. There's a guy, he, he is a great, great guy. I can't even remember his name now, but um, he had the idea of setting a food catalog, setting up a food catalog. And like a grocery list, that's the best you can do. Look, just follow me for a minute, okay? Just, just hear me out for just one second, okay? When I go to the grocery store, I typically buy, and if you're anything like me, you probably typically buy the same sorts of things week to week. 
Okay? Now, all that you have to do to help prepare for an event like this is double up on your groceries for one month. That's it. Double up on your groceries for one month, and you'll be straight. You're like, Jonathan, that's really expensive. Yeah. You think it's more expensive <laughs> than a month without a paycheck? You think that, which, which do you, you do your math and I'll do mine. You tell me which one is more expensive and I'll let you know. Okay? You, or sorry, you let me know. <laughs> so here's, here's how it works. You got your grocery list week to week. You, all that you do is you go to the grocery store and you buy double. So if you get one can of beans every week, this week you buy two. Next week, two. The next week, two. The next week, two. Whole month. You're doubling up on everything, okay? You take your doubles and you store them. You save them. You put them away and you don't use them. And after a month, guess what? You never have to do that again because you've built up a 30-day supply of what you and your wife and your family eat on a consistent basis, and everybody's like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. And and granted, it's going to increase. I'm not going to front like it's not going to increase your, your grocery bill. It's going to increase your grocery bill a little bit. This is going to increase our grocery bill a little bit. But in the long run, we are in a position that is less vulnerable than before. And you can do this as many times as you want. You can you can do this for three months and get yourself three months full of groceries. I don't care. It's, it's, it's really all what you think is most valuable. And the, the tip with this is you, you don't want to do something like salad. You don't want to do something that's easily perishable. Because salad obviously goes bad after like two, three days or something like that. So you want to get stuff like canned beans or white rice or whatever. Whatever the thing is, things that are have a long shelf life, a longer shelf life. And, you know, as things... As things, you know, last a little longer, right? Let's say you've got your three-month supply and you haven't touched it in six months. Start to rotate. Start to move some of those things forward. And now you're actually spending less money on your grocery bill that week because you're eating the stores uh, that you've got laid up for yourself. And so that builds in a very natural rhythm of food preparation. So that's the first thing that I think you can do. Uh, th- that I plan on doing anyway to p- protect us in the case of an issue that we might have financially. Another thing that I think would be a great thing to do, and uh, if you guys are fans of Dave Ramsey, I, I, I don't know if I am or, or not. I think he's got a lot of sense, though, is get out of debt. Get out of debt. Don't owe anybody anything but to love him. That's in the Bible. Don't owe a man anything but to love him. Don't be in debt. Let's get rid of what we got going on. You some some of us have credit cards, some of us got student loans, this and that. I've got student loans myself. And so I intend on by and by putting more money towards that to get out of it. And over time, that's going to be more money in my pocket because I'm not paying that to someone else. You see? So that puts me it should so let's say I lose a job. Let's follow the scenario out. I lose a job and it takes me 30 days to find work. Guess what? I don't have any debt or the debt that I have is minimal. And so I can afford to go 30 days without a paycheck because I don't really owe anybody anything. 
or I owe somebody very little. And they're not going to come at me with guns <laughs> or, or, you know, reducing my wages. You get it. Okay, so, again, food storage, getting out of debt. Two big things to protect yourself against a financial issue, okay? Second thing, this is less about finances and more about um, emergency situations. Tornadoes coming. Mass shooting. Okay? Written disaster plan. That's what I need to be on. I need to get on that, man, because, listen, there's a lot that could go on. Especially if you live in the city. I, I, I work in the city. We don't live in, in, in Nashville. We, we, we just work out there. So there's a lot that can go on if we're not careful, right? So I'll give you an example. Let's say something like the Boston bombing happens in Nashville during a marathon. Let's just play that out. Well, if that happens, maybe I'm not there, right? So maybe I'm not directly affected, but guess what? If I was working that day and that bombing happened, you can guarantee the whole city is going to be shut down. The whole city is going to be shut down. And I'm not going to have any way to get to my family to ensure that they feel safe, secure, and protected. So what do I do in that situation? Well, most guys, if you don't have a plan in mind, if I don't have a plan in mind, I'm freaking out. I'm shooting from the hip. I'm trying to make it work. And the fact is, when the pressure is on, you men, here's a, is, is a great quote. It's a great quote. It says, men do not rise to the occasion. They fall to their preparation. I love that quote because it's, it, it, it really speaks to what a hero even is. It's not that the hero somehow builds up this crazy amount of courage that he's never had. He's been by and by exercising his mind to understand and minimize threats and minimize risk and has come up with a ton of contingency plans. See, Jonathan, all right, that sounds all well and good, man. How in the world do I do that? How am I going to do something. I'm no Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm not, you know, Mr. Hero. I, what, what am I supposed to do? I think the best thing we can do, man, is do like how we were when we were little kids. Remember when you were little and you used to just think about, well, what if X happened? What would I do? And see, the, the difference between us then and now is that when we were kids, we didn't really have the, the knowledge about interstates and highways and, and back roads and, uh, uh, different uh, traffic flows, it, all these different things, different hideaways, different areas where we can uh, bunk out, whatever. We didn't have that framework. So we would say, what if, you know, the street shut down? We would say something crazy like, well, I'm going to build a rocket ship and we'll just, we'll fly to the moon. But now we've got practical applications. We understand streets. We understand side roads. We understand traffic flows. And so we can apply actual practical wisdom to those what if questions. So that's the thing that I think we should do, man. I think we need to sit down, come up with a couple of scenarios and say, what if this happened? And then create a then statement and say, if this happens, then I will do or we will do this. If the interstate is shut down, if the city is shut down because of a mass bombing, 
and my family happens to be somewhere and I can't get to them. Honey, look, this is the plan. Go into the cupboard, reach for the red folder, turn to page six, and this is this scenario. Follow the plan accordingly. I'll see y'all in a little while. Now, imagine that. Imagine being that type of man that has a plan in place to make his wife and children feel secure in the event of a tragedy, in the event of a disaster of some kind, tornado, right, flood, city shutdown, gas going out. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a time. This is crazy, and I was not prepared. There was a time in Nashville where uh, the, the gas was out. We were running out of gas. And the news, the news actually made it worse. It was crazy. It was like, make sure you get your gas today. Everybody, we're running out of gas. We won't have enough gas for the weekend. Make sure you get your gas. And when I tell you guys, it was pandemonium in the streets. It was absolute chaos. I, I, I was driving and, and Leah was, was coming home from work. She needed to get gas. And I hadn't, I hadn't done my due diligence to make sure that we were in a position where we were okay. Leah's car had gotten down low and she had to fight through that until I got there. And granted, it wasn't a bad situation. She wasn't hurt. She wasn't anything like that. But just, it could have been, it could have been bad because when I went to go get gas that same day, because I was actually, I didn't have gas in my ride either. So when I went to go get it, there were people arguing. There were people fighting in line. I mean, it was nuts. It was insane. And it doesn't take very much in our world to make people freak out. I mean, you tell people that there's no gas and they're not going to be able to get around, they freak out. They buy up all the gas, and now nobody has any. So, all that to say, you and I need to create contingency and disaster plans for our family so that when those situations come, we can look at them calmly and fall back into what we were prepared for, into what we have been training for, what we have thought through. And so some of you guys are listening to me right now. And, you know, you're asking me, you said, Jonathan, what about trusting God? What about just letting God do his thing, man? Why why would you even worry about something like this? Like, God's going to protect you, right? Of course, God says in his word, and I said this last week, I won't, or I said this in a post I posted this past week about um, my father-in-law, and I've talked about this before. Um, it's really hard to understand the verse that says, I will never leave you nor forsake you until tragedy happens. Certainly. You know? But here's the thing. God's grace and God's Sovereignty, when I say sovereignty, I mean his control over the universe does not excuse you from being you or I. It does not excuse us from being irresponsible. It doesn't let us off the hook. We still have an obligation 
to ensure our families are protected and provided for. Regardless as to what God's up to, whether he closes the gas lines or sends a massive hurricane our way or whatever the thing is, we have an obligation to ensure our families are protected and provided for. Let me give you an example of that. Let me prove it to you. Okay? David and Goliath. Many of you guys know that story. And you view that story as scrawny little boy goes and kills massive giant. It's not true. It was not the story at all. The way that the story actually happened, or, or let's go back, actually. David was prepared for Goliath. You don't believe me. God prepared David to fight Goliath as he was a shepherd. And you say, how is a shepherd prepared to fight a giant? Because he had to defend his sheep from a bear and a lion. In fact, that's what he said. He said, the God that delivered me from the hand of the lion and the hand of the bear will surely deliver me from Goliath. God prepared David in his work, in his day-to-day actions, in his going to the grocery store, in his training in the weight room, in his running hills, in his day-to-day activities, God was preparing him for a fight that was bigger than he could have imagined. God's grace was on David, no doubt. But God's preparation, God's grace was the preparation. It wasn't just the moment. It was everything leading up to the moment. And that's the thing about it, guys. When those situations come forward, when when tragedy strikes, when disaster happens, we can't be looking to who's at the White House to help us out. We can't be relying on our neighbors. We can't be looking to everyone else. We have to look at God and then look down at our hands and ask the question, how then do I live in such a time as this? And if we ask that every day, by God's grace, we will get where we need to be when that situation happens. We will be where we need to be when those situations happen. And it's with that, guys, I say take care and build on. Happy Labor Day.